Hello everybody, Tom here from the Park Rush podcast. Understand there may well be some first-time listeners out there because we've got Alicia Stella on the show this week to talk about the future of Jurassic Park at Islands of Adventure. It's a really good conversation and I understand plenty of you may well just want to skip straight to it. So if you want to bypass our usual introductory waffle and get straight to the chat about Jurassic Park, skip ahead to around about a 13-minute mark and from there until the end of the show. Hopefully you'll enjoy plenty of insight into what could be on its way at Jurassic Park at Iron to Adventure. Enjoy the show. Listening to the Park Crush Podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. I was about to ask how you're doing, but I already know the answer. You're feeling a little bit down. <sighs> yeah. What, why are you feeling down, Josh? Well, Tom, around this time, yeah, we'd have been at Heathrow Terminal Five. We would have, as we're recording uh, on a Friday afternoon for once, mm. waiting for our flight. Uh, all the way to uh, Qatar, and then where we'd get our connected flight to Japan. Yep, yep, <sighs> yep. If you listened last week, you'll you'll know that we have cancelled our trip to Japan. And as such, we've cancelled the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, I guess because because I'm like a week removed from the 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 kind of the decision. Yes, um, I hadn't really. I hadn't really been thinking about it until I got here this evening and you you were you know made the point that we'd be at the airport right now we'd probably be on the plane yeah at this point and I kind of got, I had a sort of second wind of sadness so thanks yeah no worries that's what I'm here for <laughs> but yeah uh, there's an irony as well in that uh the UK here, we're, we're rapidly catching up yeah. with with Japan on the coronavirus catch cases the virus, front. Catch the virus. <laughs> we're coming up. It can, Japan can see us coming in its rearview mirrors. <laughs> and as we know from Jurassic Park, objects may be closer than they appear. Yeah. So we're going to go sliding past, give Japan the uh, Luigi eyeballs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Of course, theme park season hasn't actually begun in the UK yet, so it remains to be seen whether the theme parks yeah. here will have to take the same action as the theme parks in Japan. Japan and have to shut for a period of time. Can't close the theme parks if they're already closed. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. But uh, yeah, because we're not in Japan, it means we're here. Yeah, and we're able to do a a podcast yes. that isn't you know pre-recorded weeks in advance and not topical. Having said that, there's been very little news this week other than the opening, the grand opening of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Yeah, uh, which. Um, I spoke about briefly with a special guest. <gasps> the bulk of this episode is going to be uh, a past version of myself from earlier in the week. Yeah. Uh, talking to Park Stops. I nearly said Park Rush. But Park Stops, Alicia Stella, whose work we regularly cite on the show. Yeah. Uh, full of inside information. Big Thing Park fan. The, uh, the depth of her knowledge is quite extraordinary uh, when it comes to... 
the history of the Florida park, specifically Islands of Adventure, because what we were talking about was the future of Jurassic Park, the uh, talk of a new roller coaster being on its way, despite the fact Universal are yet to actually officially announce it. So that's the main bulk of my conversation with Alicia. But we also do talk about Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway, because uh, as of recording our chat, uh, she had just recently ridden it for the first time uh, the day before. So we'll get to that. But one thing that did just come to mind before we dive into that, and it's not really theme park related, but we said we'd touch on it. Uh, This time last week when we were recording, we were just about to go and see Onward. Oh, yeah. The new Disney Pixar film. Yeah. We did do it. We We didn't cancel that. The coronavirus didn't stand in our way. No. And uh, yeah, we went and saw Onward. Josh, what did you think? I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't think it's it's not Pixar's big hitters. It's not one of them. But I think it's enjoyable. I think the kids are going to like it. Um, the kids seem to enjoy it in the screening that we was in, which is always always amusing. When because you know what did we see the week before? Uh, Sonic. Sonic. Or was that a couple of weeks before? A couple that? Of weeks before. Also, you know, cinema filled with kids, and then three of us just watching a kids' film. Always amusing. Not. Yeah. No, it's not. Uh, I yeah, good fun. I got a good message behind it. I think. Um, Excellent work by Pixar again in terms of animation, uh, but I don't think it stands to the uh, the highest highs of Pixar. You know, the, the Cars twos of <laughs> well, few few films can, yeah, uh, let alone Pixar films. Uh, yeah, I thought it was good. I I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's strange. I feel like if Sony Pictures Animation or uh, I don't know, Paramount have like an animation wing, do they not? Or Universal even, or you know, DreamWorks. Yeah, DreamWorks. If one of them had put it out, I'd almost think more of it in a way because because it's Pixar and their their best work is yeah. is so fantastic. I, I would say it's below... Something that's just kind of fine is mm. a little underwhelming when it's got that Pixar name. This is a lesser work than even DreamWorks, than I'd expect DreamWorks to put out of late. Sure, you know, I, I certainly thought very highly of How to Train Your Dragon yeah. 3, uh, for example. But again, it's one of them things where it's, it's not bad in any way. Oh, no. It's, um, but compared to the uh, work that Pixar's done and Param- and uh, DreamWorks has done of late with How to Train Your Dragon, which is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, disappointed it didn't win Best Animation at the Oscars. Um, the only Oscar nomination that I got wrong. Not only a theme park expert, but but, but a film industry expert also, Josh. Apparently so, yeah. What For can once. You say? I this got the Oscars level, almost right. This level of insight coming from your bedroom chair. Yeah. It's very impressive. Someone that... If you could match it. Does a terrible job of articulating his thoughts on anything. <laughs> That's the perfect characteristic to take into a podcast yeah. <laughs> studio recording. Uh, but hey, yeah. I, I, yeah, I thought Onward was okay. I can't remember the two main characters' names already, which maybe sums it up. And I, I feel like... Yeah, no. Pixar, you can always rely on them for a good heartwarming story, for sure. But I think what often so what often separates them as well is that you know the worlds and the characters that they create with which to tell those stories yeah. are you know become iconic uh, in the best cases. Uh, and and even you know and you know you'd, you'd throw Toy Story into that category, for example. Uh, you know, and, and characters that. Maybe it's a bias for me because, and and maybe for you too, because we grew up with Toy Story and Monsters Inc. and Bugs Life and Incredibles. So those yeah. characters maybe naturally, re- you know, resonate with us a little more. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I think the world of Onward and the characters of Onward are not going to stick with me. No, 
beyond I, you know a couple of weeks. I, like I said, I've already forgotten their names. Yeah, I think this is going to do better than uh, Soul, right? Which is the other that's coming out this year as well. Right? That is, yeah, yeah. But I think Soul is potentially going to be the better film. Yeah, I'm more intrigued by Soul. Yeah, for sure. It seems like it's got more uh, soul. Ah, oh, yeah. Nice. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, those are our esteemed views on Onward, which is in cinemas now, mm. uh, all over the place. There's that weird uh, short before it that was The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah, weird. So weird. Pixar traditionally make their own little shorts that go before their films, but on this occasion, kind of uh, a way of welcoming The Simpsons officially, I guess, to the yeah. Disney family, we had a little... Um, uh, a Simpsons short uh, based on Maggie, Maggie. Uh, taking a trip to her local playground and yeah. uh, finding herself finding herself a, a little a little boy chum. Yes, uh, I thought it was quite good actually. Yeah, like quite uh, sweet and pretty funny. Some of the best work The Simpsons put out since the Simpsons movie. Yeah, and obviously because it's Maggie. Yeah, and she's mainly acting opposite a baby, another yep. baby. Uh, there's no dialogue. No, it's, yeah. it's it's kind of a silent film. Yeah, and it works surprisingly well. Works I, off I think of it's really sound good. Cues and you know, good uh, slapstick yeah. and yeah, I, I thought it was actually genuinely good. I don't know if it's um, available online anywhere at this point. It wouldn't necessarily wouldn't surprise me at this point. Probably not yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if at some point during onwards theatrical run they do just put the Simpsons short up somewhere. Yeah, maybe on Disney Plus, which. Uh, is launching here soon, Josh. End of the month, right? Yeah, 23rd of March. I'm in. Yeah, which is a Monday for some reason. Simpsons, surely you'd, launch it, on a, on you'd it, right? launch it on a Friday, surely. you should. They should launch it on the 20th, being a Friday, so that you can then sign up and have a weekend to, uh, to sort of binge some Disney classics or some, I was going to say Mandalorian, but of course we can't binge the Mandalorian here because they're going to, rather cheekily and annoyingly uh, release it one episode a week. It's a shame because it's really good. To stop people signing up for trials and watching Mandalorian and then not signing up full time. Shame. It's, it's, it's a good it's a good show. I've heard. Yeah. I've heard. But uh, yeah, um, that's Disney Plus. I heard actually they were had a big launch event planned they, uh, they, in, the, in the UK, which they've cancelled because of the coronavirus. Yeah, shame. Uh, yeah. Simpsons going to be on it now, isn't it? They've yes, that's confirmed after Sky, some and then doubt. Sky is going to have an app. This, this is the thing that uh, we're not really get, we're not really on theme parks right now. Mm. But the Sky partnership means that there's going to be a Disney Plus uh, app, app on Sky on Sky. But you still have to pay for Disney Plus separately, right? Well, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Well, just the way the news was reporting it, it was like oh, it's going to be on Sky. It's like. That, well, no, that no one had reported that you still had to pay for Disney Plus. Oh well, I think that goes without saying because Netflix has been on Sky for ages, and you still yeah, need a Netflix yeah. subscription. Sky started selling a a bundle of like Sky entertainment channels with Netflix. Oh, okay, and you can have it in one. Which I think for some people might be enticing because you know it just cuts down on the number of different entries on your bill. You know, it, 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 something as simple as that might make signing up for Netflix through. A, a, a skybox or wherever more appealing but as far as i'm aware disney plus isn't going to have anything like that at least not at launch but no. who knows yeah. uh, disney and sky have had like a pretty good business relationship as for as far back as i can remember so yeah, i wouldn't be surprised if they come up with some sort of bundle at some point 
big rivals now, though, obviously. I guess so. Yeah. But living in relative harmony Absolutely. on the skybox. Right. Ebony and ivory. Indeed. Uh, I think that's uh, enough waffle, frankly. We're going to dive in now to my uh, chat. My uh, Past me uh, spoke to Alicia Stella earlier in the week about, as I say, a little bit on Runaway Railway, but primarily the future of Jurassic Park Islands Adventure. I thought it was pretty interesting. Hopefully uh, you find it interesting too. Audio quality, as far as I'm aware, was decent. But again, any comments or feedback would be appreciated. And uh, we'll catch it when it's over in about 40 minutes time. Until then. Okay, then. Thanks to future version of myself for introducing this next segment of this week's show. Uh, I'm delighted to be joined for the first time by Park Stops' Alicia Stella. Uh, Alicia, thanks for being on. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. I think this is our first ever international uh, Skype call on the podcast i was just explaining to you how i haven't used skype for so long that i'd basically forgotten how to use it so this is quite an exciting uh installment in the the park rush lineage to have got to 70 episodes and finally have a guest yeah i uh, what's the time difference is it is it two days later there i'm so confused but here in orlando much, yeah. it's normal <laughs> Yeah, Epic Universe has actually opened as far as we're concerned. I don't know what's taken so long back where you are, but uh, it looks pretty good. So um, I think you'll have a good time when it finally opens for you. But uh, yeah, you're you're calling from Florida, the, the heart of the action, as it were. Like we talk about Florida, I would say without fail every week, um, despite having only spent between us uh probably four or five weeks of the last year and a half there ourselves so getting some insight from like the lion's den of the theme park world i guess yep i just got back uh from doing the mickey and minnie's runaway railway yeah i mean we're primarily going to be talking about um jurassic park stuff here but yes as you have just got back from I guess the newest attraction in all of Florida, certainly at Disney World, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Uh, how did you find it? Was it was it super busy? Did it live up to your expectations? How many people in the queue were wearing masks? And I mean, like, for, for health reasons, not, not character reasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, I'm still on that, like, new ride high. Yeah, because it's just yesterday and I got to go on it three times, which is a testament to the fact that this is the first new ride in a while that actually works, which is right. nice. So it's got that yeah. going for it. I don't have to do a boarding pass. I got to go right onto the ride. Um, it has like a wait time. And then when you wait, like you get to like go on it. It's crazy. Um, I've heard of these. Yeah. Um, it, although it was half as long as it was every time I got in line, it's like two hours. Oh, no, just for 40 minutes. OK. Oh, uh, that's good. Yeah. It is. But it's really fun. It's a fun ride. Uh, I know some people are upset of what it replaced, but what it replaced was really boring. No offense to the people that liked it. I mean, I liked it in 1989, but <laughs> it's like I, it's like watching the same movie over and over again. That wasn't like your favorite movie to the begin with. And it's like, do I really sure. want to invest like that much time on this ride? This is only a four and a half minutes ride. It's it makes me happy. It makes me smile. It's got some great special effects. It's got a really catchy song, but don't put it on YouTube or you'll get like blocked. Um <laughs> I learned that this morning. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a really fun ride. And and uh, it's one that I'll do a lot 
because the line moves really fast. It's got really good capacity. And like, I like rides that I can go and just jump in line and go on and not have to get up at 4 a.m. to get a boarding pass. But also, yeah. it's just really fun. So cool. Uh, I'll be curious to know sort of how it's crazy to me that it's the first it's it's the first attraction at Disney World ever, right? That's kind of based on Mickey Mouse himself. Well, they've revised uh, the statement from they, originally Disney was saying it's Mickey Mouse's first ride. And then they said it's Mickey Mouse's first starring role in a ride. And now they're saying it's Mickey Mouse's first ride through <laughs> attraction because they realize, wait a minute, we've had rides, but they weren't ride through it. So it's the first dark ride based on Mickey Mouse, I guess is a way to put it. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm not that familiar with the sort of current Mickey Mouse animated show so the the kind of art style is kind of slightly alien to me but i, I think it looks pretty cool i'll be interested to know kind of how it how it ages um, it's very funny uh you know what's great is if you're not familiar with that um before you go ride go to the other side of the park and check out the mickey shorts theater which also opened uh with the ride and you'll get a 10 minute best of uh version of the mickey shorts so it's like a uh, crash course on what this comedy is like um and it's the way it's edited is really really funny like it accentuates all of the best moments from all of the best cartoons um and then you're ready to go on the ride or if you've already been on the ride now you'll know why the ride is the way it is yeah yeah the the only uh the only episode of the new series that i've seen is the uh the pinata one where he well the pinatas like turn on mickey and friends and it turns into a bit of a bloodbath i don't know if you've seen that one but uh i have seen all of them but they all run oh you've seen all of them yeah. oh really yes I'd imagine that would have that would have kind of scarred me as a kid if I'd seen that particular episode. It seems kind of well, kind of kind of savage, and it just seems to have a lot of uh, I don't know a weird knock-on effect for the nature of that particular version of the Disney world. That oh, there sen- are sentient pinatas that Mickey was <laughs> Every episode thrilled is, to uh, kill. Is a little disturbing and. Um... <laughs> and they, they even in the pre-show for this new ride, Minnie accidentally kicks Pluto into a trunk of a car. Uh, and everyone's already already commenting like, Minnie's so mean and they're abusing Pluto. And I'm like, have you seen these cartoons? Everyone <laughs> yeah. gets abused constantly. It's not just Pluto. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's so Mickey, Minnie, and you can fast pass it as well, right? As well as just Q. That's um, right. It has fast pass if you can get one. Already fast pass it. Uh, that's yeah. cool. Um, yeah, I, I'm due to go, uh, coronavirus willing, uh, to Florida in about six weeks. So I, I am, well, about a fortnight away, just under from being able to book my fast passes. And I need to sort of prioritize. And uh, yeah, um, I've still never been able to do the Snow White mind train because those fast passes go so quickly. Uh, oh, you don't want to commit four hours to standing in line in one day? <laughs> I, I love the Seven Dwarves, don't get me wrong, but I mean, I could just watch the movie three times, uh, which would probably be better a better use of my time. As cool as that ride looks, but uh, bring, yeah. bring a I mean, fuel maybe, rod maybe and you can good. watch the movie three times while in line. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I should maybe give that a go. Um, I'd rather watch. Uh, this is a lovely segue if I do say to myself. I would rather watch Snow White three times back to back than. I think any of the Jurassic Park sequels, spin-offs, uh, whatever you want to call them, we are, as I said earlier, going to be talking about Jurassic 
park um specifically the plans moving forward for the islands of adventure variant i know uh, this is mainly inspired by a video you did recently um kind of uh, addressing the uh, potential for the Irons of Adventure version of Jurassic Park to follow in the footsteps of the Universal Hollywood version, which has recently, relatively recently, re- rebranded itself as a Jurassic World ride. Uh, still, by and large, kind of the same ride correct it's kind of in terms of how it's structured it's more about I mean, yeah they kept they kept the layout uh they slowed yeah. down the current a little bit so they could add more time to it they added the mosasaur tank that they really they actually called the biggest uh aquarium in the world um but <laughs> which is funny um it's actually that closed right really now cool. it's closed right now they're adding more dinosaurs that they weren't able to finish in the in the in the first iteration, so they closed oh. it for a couple months. So when it opens up, though, there'll be another Indominus Rex and a working one at the end, and maybe a few other surprises in the middle. So I'm looking forward to that. But um, it's gotten some mixed reviews. I think certain individuals, probably like yourself, don't really care for the newer films as much. So um, I was trying to answer the question that I get a lot uh, in that video. Everyone's always asking, "Is the Jurassic Park land or when is the Jurassic Park land going to turn into Jurassic World at Islands of Adventure in Universal Orlando? And instead of writing out like a long 16 paragraph answer on Twitter, uh, <laughs> I made an article and a video pretty much saying, I don't think it is. I just don't think it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess the uh, the reason behind the questions is that, I, well, I mean, last time I was at Islands of Adventure, which was about a year ago. Um, just over at this point, there were plenty of hoardings up and and a lot of work obviously going on. You could no longer go out the, to the back of the of the Discovery Center for the nice um, view of the rest of the park over the the lagoon. Um, and I guess people might have put two and two together and thought this extensive amount of work, especially if I'm, if I'm right in saying the kind of the hoardings themselves kind of have a slightly Jurassic World vibe in terms of just the kind of color scheme and the, I mean, the, they're the, grayish some of the logos. Blue. They're yeah. bluish gray walls and or like a, a gray wall and they have a, a light blue gray uh, logo that... Uh, it's not Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. It's just the circle logo with the T-Rex, and it's not any color used in both franchises. So it's almost like we could go either way, and we're not sure, so we'll put up this intermediate logo <laughs> yeah. here. Because uh, when they did start work on this, I think there was a concept or an idea that they were going to redo the land and redo the, the water ride as Jurassic World. Um, and the coaster was even designed with the the new Raptor character blue in mind but at some point when they realized wait a minute guys we're building a whole new theme park here in orlando and we might not have enough money or even manpower to do all of this and also get that park opened when we want to get it opened and they had to you know pick their battles so i mean literally it's been described to me by multiple people that they had a choice to either continue building this roller coaster that was already developed and designed and just ready to be built or retheme the water ride to jurassic world and the surrounding area and they chose build the roller coaster because they'd rather have a new ride and they already did all the legwork and the design work so why throw that away just to get what you know they did in hollywood over here so mm. I, it looks like, at least for the time being, it's going to stay Jurassic Park, um, but we'll get a roller coaster that's kind of 
almost in between Jurassic Park, Jurassic World in its theming style. Right. Uh, I just only on a thing pop podcast could you have like a, a nuanced conversation about the exact color scheme of some construction <laughs> hoardings, but uh, but here we are doing just that. But um, yeah, it's interesting that you say the new roller coaster could almost split the difference. I mean, I don't know, you know, if it was more uh, explicitly Jurassic World. I don't know if a, a huge proportion of the uh, the visitors to the park would would really care i don't know if they'd be going up to cast members and saying stuff like oh you do realize this ride does not fit into the uh, time frame of the rest of the land at all it's a disgrace uh, i don't know how much people and, would actually care but... but if they did i would hope that the team members working know the backstory for the land itself at islands of adventure and know that it is not isla nublar but it is in fact a separate island off the coast of florida named isla aventura Oh, I didn't that, know this. And that, or Isla Aventura, however you want to describe it. Um, Aventura is an island that John Hammond set up. I believe it's his third theme park based on the Jurassic franchise that John Hammond's, and it's his first success, uh, successful theme park until, you know, the dinosaurs escape on every ride you go on. But uh, yeah, that when they opened Islands of Adventure, they, they even have a model in the queue right when you walk into uh, the River Adventure. You'll see that model and you'll notice that that model doesn't look like any of the other Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. It's not Site B. It is its own island. It has its own. That's why it's not the Visitor Center. It's a Discovery Center. It's why the color of scheme course. is slight. The color scheme is like orange, like a burnt orange color, slightly different than that of the Jurassic Park uh, color scheme in the original film. It's like he's failed and now he's ready to do it right this time. And that was the original concept. So anything they do here doesn't have to match the movies. And I, I've waited in line to meet Blue at Raptor Encounter. And I've had a team member tell me, like, because I asked, like, uh, is Blue coming back? Uh, when when will she be out? And it's like, who knows with her? She's a diva ever since she got to star <laughs> in that movie they made about her. And I was like, oh, my God, that's it. it they do, it's how they describe it. This is the real theme park. And Jurassic yeah. World are just movies that use the characters from this theme park. That's kind so. of great. And that guy's definitely done his homework. That is impressive. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, anyone could be like, oh, this doesn't make sense because you have things from this movie in here and this movie here. And the team member be like, it doesn't have to make sense. They made those movies based on us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I hope they don't change the Q video for River Adventure because it does have John Hammond, like actually Richard Attenborough playing him. The set was still up for the actual Jurassic Park film when they filmed the pre-show or the, huh. the, the Q video uh, and they were in Hollywood and I think someone suckered him into it and it's like, Hey, um, Richard, can we borrow you? Yeah. Just put on this <laughs> fake beard for like 10 minutes. We need you over here. And he did it as a favor. <clears throat> so I would hate to see that go away because they actually, you know, got to um, incorporate him into the, to the Jurassic park, the ride and the river adventure pre-show videos. But no, I think that when it comes down to it, uh, uh, Jurassic Park is probably going to be more timeless than Jurassic World. They even refer to the original park slash movie in the Jurassic World movie. Like, yeah, when, when the character says that original park was legit, 
Like he's really saying that original movie was legit. We're <laughs> yeah. we're just here, you know, brought to you by Verizon. Like the, yeah. the like this the, the the jokes in there and all of the the sponsorships and product placements on Main Street of Jurassic World is just showing how this reboot, this soft reboot of a movie, is in and of itself like uh you know a, just a big giant marketing ploy to get to to build on their old name. Um, so Jurassic Park, yeah, I'd, I'd keep it in Islands of Adventure forever. And, you know, it, it is its own thing. And some people would point out that Islands of Adventure does kind of have a lot of literary influences and things based on books um, and, and comic books. <laughs> so having something based on, like, there is no Jurassic World novel. So it is nice to have the original in the park remain. Yeah, definitely. I'm curious now because uh, I was at Universal Singapore recently and uh, obviously I, I didn't know the backstory of the Islands of Adventure version until just now. And now I'm curious as to whether they've, whether anybody's bothered to write a rich backstory for the Singapore version of Jurassic Park. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think um, Singapore, I don't think Singapore and Japan got really interesting backstories. They just kind of have their, is Singapore the one that has Waterworld in the land? Uh, it, yeah, so the land is called the Lost World. It's kind of yeah. like if you look at the park map, it's the Lost World, and then yeah, within that section, there's there's Water World, and then there's also Jurassic Park with the, with the classic arch. Is that the archway. round the round raft version of River Adventure? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's, I, it's the round. Raft I like version. that one because I actually am a fan of the Lost World Jurassic Park. Um, at least that one's based technically on a michael crichton sequel so it has some like legitimacy and it was directed by spielberg but i love that the baby t-rex is on that ride i love hearing the score from the lost world in that area so like it has that going for it it's not based on it's just based on the lost world but then the rafts are the colors from the jurassic park uh explorer and that kind of bugs me (laughs) it's like wait a minute are we on site b then why does this look like from like the original park i'm so confused (laughs) yeah the the land's really well done actually in singapore i think it's probably the in terms of theming probably the best of the lot at that park the ride's kind of strange you kind of associate uh raft rides with getting far wetter than you would on a on any other kind of water ride but the the rafts are built in a way where they've got quite high walls so you don't have water spilling in at the sides like you do on say popeye um so it's maybe underwhelming in that sense but i wasn't necessarily complaining that i didn't get completely drenched <laughs> but all the, all the animatronics and stuff are surprisingly decent to be honest there and it, and it has an elevator up right um yeah it like does it takes you up end. to the t-rex yeah at the end uh and, and he's directly above you so you kind of have to crane your neck right upwards to see him and you kind of just see the kind of underside of his of his chin and jaw so it's <laughs> it's not quite like him looming towards you like it does on the the river adventure but yeah it's it's all right it's it's good fun um so, yeah, obviously the real reading, real reason all these very specifically coloured hoardings are up is not to retheme the whole land, um, which, as you point out in your video, would be not just a matter of retheming the river adventure, but all the the shops and the games and the uh, the not discovery centre uh, and all that stuff. Um, but what they are doing is building this this roller coaster. A, a, a tra- is it a trademark that's been filed or, or something for yeah, Velocicoaster? Yes, it's a trademark that was filed for Velocicoaster, and I um, 
I'm hesitant to refer to the ride as the Velocicoaster because I referred to Epic Universe as Fantastic Worlds for so long and then they changed it at the last minute. Uh, So just because they trademarked, it doesn't mean they'll go with it. But it is in, you know, for all intents and purposes of velociraptor based roller coaster (laughs) so uh i think you know it's going to take place where the old triceratops encounter used to be which is actually a much bigger area than most people realize um Mm. and then go out in front of the discovery center do a loop um uh, like uh, 540 out in front of um the back area of hogsmeade um there's a little back patio area behind three broomsticks, uh, which has some very big work walls up. So you can't see anything over there. Um, and then it's going to come back in front of the Discovery Center over the lagoon and then back into the Triceratops encounter area. And it's going to be themed as a raptor paddock area. So like a backstage um, Jurassic Park raptor paddock Um not exactly like the original movie, but also not exactly like Jurassic World, kind of like its own thing. And there, it'll still have like the, the game warden tower like you've seen in the, the first one. And it'll have catwalks like you see in Jurassic World. So it's almost like an amalgamation of both concepts and then kind of done into its own thing. Um, and the big thing in my video I was trying to say is I think it's going to be themed to InGen, um, the genetics company from all the movies and all the books. So it doesn't matter if they were to retheme the land to Jurassic World, the coaster could stay exactly the same because there's no logos for Jurassic Park or Jurassic World involved in the coaster itself. And, and what do you think? Oh, I, this might be purely speculative, but what do you think kind of like the, the narrative setup, if there is any, what, what do you think that could be? Like we're, we're riding a raptor? Because the, the, the stupidest thing, well, I don't know if it's the stupidest thing. There's so much stupid stuff in the Jurassic World movies it's hard to know what is the most stupid is it is it auctioning the dinosaurs or the fact that they are in the grand scheme of things auctioning the dinosaurs for kind of shockingly low amounts of money they're also quite cheap it's yeah, ridiculous it's like i can afford that rap <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. so no um i i have like three or four ideas of how it could play out um like maybe the way i would do it given what i know the setup is going to be like it might be like this is an open house i know it's a theme park trope at this point but it's an open house for the um research facility for the velociraptors and maybe we're there as some kind of military investment i don't know some different applications we're here to like the old t2 3d show we're here to learn about the applications for velociraptors and we're we're getting an open house tour of the laboratories and the research facilities and then we get into a ride apparatus to go check out the raptor paddock from the safety of our ride apparatus and something goes wrong (laughs) Who could have guessed? Then the Velociraptors escape and we're like sent out of there uh, to get away. And then at that point, it's like the Hulk coaster. And it's like, we're just on a roller coaster. Who cares? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But then at the end, it's rumored that there's some kind of uh, like an enclosed area and it could be like a like a long screen tunnel. Um, Not like we're going fast or anything, but just that we see the Velociraptors gaining on us after all that you know, coastery stuff. And that's when someone needs to come out and rescue us and get them back into their enclosure. And then the ride's over. Um, That's how I would probably do it based on what this looks like. Uh, But then there's also a concept like, um, have you ever been to Busch Gardens, Tampa Bay? I have, yes. 
Uh, cheetah hunt, very fun ride. Ah, very a big great, fan yeah. of cheetah hunt. The concept for that is you're a cheetah, <laughs> <laughs> and you go wow, and you like launch up, and, yeah. like it's like you're pouncing, and then you're running through the savanna. So that, but a raptor. <laughs> we we are the raptor. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like I like the idea of we're riding a raptor because the whole thing in the first Jurassic World is that they're trying to sort of get them ready to be used in the military, right? Yeah, exactly. Maybe we're like trainee soldiers, and there's like they put a harness on these raptors, and we're going to ride into battle like like the horses of yesteryear. Something like that might be appropriately I, stupid. I what I don't think it is is I don't think it's a motorbike coaster because they just built one. I don't yes. think that this is Owen's motorbike raptor adventure. Um, <laughs> I don't think yeah. that um, I don't think you're going to ride on a Raptor. Although if you did a motorbike coaster and themed it like a Raptor, I would probably like that more than a motorbike <laughs> because at least it would feel a little bit different than the one right next to it. Uh, I, I I feel like I'd have to have some respect for them though. If they just went, you know what? It is another motorbike coaster <laughs> and they have this kind of ongoing series of motorbike themed roller coasters that are from completely different franchises. Um, <laughs> Like a shared roller coaster theme park universe. Islands of motorbike coasters. That's exactly. the new name of the park. Every land. Just, every land gets its own motorbike coaster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's potential there. There are you could, you could do a Marvel motorbike coaster pretty easily. I don't know about Toon Lagoon. I don't know. I guess there's a motorbike you can kind of pose on, right? For like a photo op in Toon Lagoon, or you might have a sidecar. Is that Zeus Landing? I'm thinking of that has that. Uh, that's port of entry, actually. It's not oh, part of it? any of. Yeah, but that oh, the okay. port of entry gets its own coaster, and it's that that. <laughs> and uh, yeah. landing, you redo the uh, the trolley train ride, and you 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 could still call it the original name it was going to be. It could be Sylvester McMonkey McBean's unusual driving machine, but you just change oh, driving okay. machines yeah. to driving motorbikes, and you're good Absolutely. to go. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see what would cost the kid the kid there, version actually. of the motorbike coaster. Yeah. Um... One of the most, I guess, like eye-catching parts of the actual track design on this coaster, based on um, your video, is is this this top hat maneuver. Uh, for people who might not understand all the sort of roller coaster parlance, um, what is a top hat maneuver? Uh, it is a part of a roller coaster where you are usually launched at very high speed, going just on level ground, and then all of a sudden curve straight up about 90 or 90 degrees straight up and then um usually not very much track at the top just curve right back down and then 90 degrees 90 degrees straight back down um there's one i think out there maybe ferrari land i think has one for like 400 feet tall others out mm. there are 250 feet tall uh some are 100 this one's probably going to be on the lower size um they're building a ride a roller coaster right now at sea world orlando that is has a top hat maneuver that is like only 65 feet maybe tall. Uh, this would be more in that range, but somewhere between that and the Hulk height. Um, but it will be right. a massive launch section, which right now in construction, you can see they're building this tunnel and that tunnel will actually be the launch heading straight out to the lagoon where the Popeye ride is. And then you'll go straight up about 90 degrees and then kind of... Um, I don't know if it'll be a full inversion, but it'll definitely turn you on your side and then you come back down. Um, and that takes you 
so it gives you a good turn. Like if it was a 90 degree turn, it had to be pretty banked. But instead of just doing a 90 degree turn, like over the lagoon and then heading to the Discovery Center, it takes you straight up in the air, like 100 feet. And then you turn left. So it's going to be the definitely the most thrilling element. Um, and unlike Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure, it will have several inversions throughout it because um, that one doesn't go upside down, which makes it a bit hard to be a motorbike coaster <laughs> for any yeah. of you out there who are holding out hope that this is Owen's motorbike Raptor adventure. I don't believe that that kind of ride would go upside down and this one will definitely go upside down. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's kind of a gap now, right? For a slightly, uh, for a coaster that maybe skews slightly older or slightly more towards kind of the, the thrill ride crowd, given that what I'm the only coaster islands with any inversions right now is, is, is Hulk, right? That's the only right. one. And they, yeah. And they tore down, dueling dragons yeah um you know dragon challenge to build the hagrid and hagrid yeah. uh, as thrilling as it is is not as thrilling as its you know prior tenant um so this and plus you know technically tech i'm gonna push up my glasses well actually the <laughs> uh, dragon challenge was two different roller coasters so oh, by yes. building this they are just bringing their coaster count back up to where it was before apologies yes um <laughs> uh, does Rip, Rip Ride Rocket? I haven't done. I did not do Rip Ride Rocket uh, when I was there last year, so my memory of it is slightly hazy. But that doesn't have inversions, right? That can't. I mean, do that it has one. It, it kind has of one out. That yeah, it levels out. It's an it's a non-inverted loop, so technically it's not really an inversion, but you do go all the way around, so it is an inversion. <laughs> Depends on how you define it. It's like a right. a really long drawn out drawn out in, inversion over the course of the loop. But yeah, it's yeah. like at the top of the loop, you're actually still upright. Um, so it's more like a banked curve into an upright, and then a banked curve the other way. And it's like you did do a full loop. And you did swirl all the way around, but it's not technically an inversion. Um, I guess and, the very start of the Rip Ride Rocket is kind of like, would that would it be fair to describe that as a very, very, very slow motion top hat maneuver? <laughs> you, you know what? Yes, I'm going to go with it. <laughs> Although usually with the top hats, you're facing um, like the same way going up and down, usually. So like you would go up instead of uh, on the side there you'd be on like the the other side like on the 90 degree turn i can't describe it <laughs> instead of no, going straight up and straight down yeah. you'd be more like going straight up turn then straight back down facing the same way you came up oh i see right yeah i mean you, you rip ride rocket it just feel I, I feel like i'm being blinded by the sun at the start of that ride every i basically have to close my eyes um the way it sort of points you up 90 degrees directly looking up into the sky I mean, just I, I close my eyes and pray when I'm on it because I know it's not the safest ride in Orlando. Right, I, yeah. I do not trust. I do not trust that support. I do not trust uh, the way that it was manufactured, and I don't trust a roller coaster with that many brake points. Why does it have so many brake points? Just design a roller coaster that can fit within an area that doesn't have brake points. <laughs> It's like this is fun. Oh, stopping. This is fun. Oh, slowing down. Oh, this is fun. this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, my memory's tainted of it because I. Uh, well, it's not so much me. It was more. It was probably it was probably the first year it opened. I, I can't. I don't know how old that ride is now, but somehow managed to scam my dad into buying the on ride video on DVD, <laughs> which is is absolutely awful, even by the standards of overpriced ride on ride video stuff. I feel like the Rip Ride Rocket one is particularly bad 
just because it the, plays um, whatever track you chose on a loop throughout the video <laughs> for the entire, and it's just infuriating but to get good value out of it you know you feel like you need to watch it at least 20 times because it costs so much money the, but, um, uh, it's terrible. snow white snow white mine train best video it, oh, really? it shows you in super slow motion it's beautiful huh. Well, maybe I should keep four hours then. Uh, <laughs> depending on how slow motion it is, that can be what I watch the next time I, mean, I go on it. I guess I don't. Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't buy it, but it shows you a preview on the app after you ride it, and I'm always like, "Wow, that is that is beautiful." I'm not going to buy it, but thank you for showing me. <laughs> yeah, returning to the the Velocicoaster or whatever it ends up being called. Are you um, doing air quotes? Are you doing? <laughs> I, I am. I am doing air quotes around my microphone as I do this. Um, Velocicoaster. I, 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 yeah, I, vocal air quotes. I like how they're so identifiable, even over Skype. It's great. Um, <laughs> you mentioned kind of on the topic of like you know where it could fit in. You know, is it Jurassic World? Is it Jurassic Park? Is it is it its own thing? Um, you do mention in the video as well. There is there could be the potential for. Uh, uh, an Owen Grady appearance, a, a Chris Pratt appearance. Um, do, do you think that's likely? Do you think they would want to give it that kind of, I guess, star power? Have him in some ads? <laughs> uh, I think. I think when they were designing the coaster, that might have been the intent. Mm. Um, we'll see if it goes through any, if it's gone through any changes by the time they actually, you know, build it and and are designing pre-show elements and cue video elements and stuff. But uh, I. I honestly, I don't know. So I've gotten like, I'm giving it a 50 50. Like, I feel like it could go either way and they could just cut it all together and keep it simple, but you're going to need to hire someone to be on those TV screens in the queue. Might as well pick a celebrity. And, but then at the same time, are they going to be like, um, mad because Disney's opening guardians of the galaxy <sighs> with Chris Pratt first? Yeah. Like we don't want another coaster with Chris Pratt. Um, he doesn't play the voice in Legoland, Florida's um, ride. Oh, really? But if he, but if he oh. did, that would be three completely different theme parks <laughs> with Chris Pratt rides. Would he be the only uh, actor in to, to have uh, a presence on rides at Disney and Universal in Florida? If he was to be part of this, is there anyone else who crosses <laughs> that, that the divide? Um, it depends if The Rock ends up in the Jungle Cruise <laughs> yeah, at some, yeah, yeah, at some yeah. point. A, um, yeah. Uh, I always, by the way, I think it's so funny. I still can't get over the fact that they had The Rock in the end fake trailer movie um, on the end of Disaster, a motion, major motion picture ride starring you. They tore it down, and now they have a new ride with The Rock. And it's like he's destined to always be in rides in that one spot. Um, <laughs> So no, there was one other one. Maybe I'm not remembering who it was. Uh, I could have sworn there was one more. Uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, uh, could it be uh, uh, Bill Weasley is is also Yes, part. yes that, thank you. Yeah. That is who it is. That's the one. That is the one. Uh, is he's he's still such a yeah, he's in. Yes. I don't know. If you, I don't know. Is Peter no, it's, Rabbit? It's, a, it's an animatronic, but I, I do see yeah. the result. <laughs> Does no, he do the, the voice for the animatronic? And yes, no, he is. Oh, he's, he does. He, there's a pre-show video that has him. Too. Oh, oh they okay. Filmed, nice. They filmed with him. I don't think it's Adam Driver, but they definitely filmed. No, him. I was just about to ask about Adam Driver. He conveniently keeps his mask on at all times, so that you 
So I guess they can get the voice close enough, but not so close that you're. I mean, you're he might have done the voice. I just don't think he was on set to do. I think the reason they kept the mask is because he's less menacing as just like an emo kid with hair, like right, with yeah. his beautiful hair. So by putting the mask on, it's like at least he's more menacing. I honestly, I feel like they should add the little red stitches on it, so at least it fits within the time period of where the ride takes place. I guess, yeah, when, when, when the ride's meant to take place, I, I haven't done it yet. So I, is it meant to be between eight and nine or kind of? Yes, yes. It is, eight. right. Yeah. I guess he make he remakes the mask in nine, right? So he shouldn't yeah, really have like, a mask at all. Well, he, no, he shouldn't have a mask at all, but it's cheaper yeah. animatronics and he looks more menacing with it. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I like the idea, though, of like between every run of the ride, some cast member has to go into the set with some conditioner and do his hair. Uh, I think that would be more fun. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like Chris Pratt could be quite good fun. I, I guess they could go the kind of Skull Island route and just have sort of some, you know, no-name adventurers and, and maybe do maybe do it that way uh, if, if it's still to, um, meant to be kind of own Jurassic Park, especially with the cast member making the joke about Blue uh, yeah. getting that role in that movie. Uh, they could keep that sort of thing going if they didn't get Chris Pratt. But Well, yeah, like on the Jaws ride, um, you hear Chief Brody yes. and it's, the, it's like, there's Chief Brody's house. The, uh, you know, Roy, Roy, Roy Scheider played him in the movie they made about our little shark adventure. And at the end, it's like, this is Chief Brody. I'll be there in 10 minutes. Like, that doesn't sound like Scheider at all because they, they made the movie based on that guy and they made him all cool. Um, uh, 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 oh, no, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, oh, so I hope that they just use new actors, new characters, but they get the guy from the Flight of Passage pre-show <laughs> and it's a laboratory. It's like, um, yeah, welcome to the Raptor um, oh. laboratory. <laughs> We're going to get yeah. you into... Um, uh, uh, suited up in a raptor, and um, uh, you'll fly. <laughs> like, like, because uh, he was on The Good Place, which is an NBC show, which is owned by Universal. So he, they have his headshot. They know who he right. is. They could call him up, and he could be in all the pre-show videos and in the Q video. And it's like Velociraptors are um, uh, animals. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I'm. It's like I'm back in Pandora listening to it's this not, impression. It's, it's fantastic. Not, it's a terrible impression. It's terrible. <laughs> it's not. It's my worst impression of all time. I'm not really trying. I I need to try harder. Because uh, he does have enthusiasm. It's just he's bad at talking to a camera, and that's the whole gimmick. Uh, so yeah, I, I I think Chris Pratt brings a lot of energy and uh, charisma to whatever he does. So like, I feel like they'd want to do it, even if it doesn't make sense for the land. Yeah, or I guess they could go old school and and get Sam Neeling because he's in he's going to be in Jurassic World three, so he they would have had him on a on a dinosaur set at some point. <laughs> but um, just like I said in my video, Alan Grant, just like I said in my video, is haunted haunted by raptors. Like he he's talking is. to in Jurassic Park three, he's talking to Ellie and he's like Ellie. Do you remember the sound they made? And it's like, I just imagine he has nightmares every night about raptors eating him. The last thing he wants to do is be in a research facility telling us about how glorious raptors are. Like, if he's there, he's there to say, we need to shut this down. And then when things go wrong, he needs to be like, I told you, you should never have bred raptors 
Why do, why do well, you the, keep not listening to me? <laughs> maybe they could reframe the coaster as kind of like a journey through his tormented mind. And they're like speakers <laughs> in the seats just saying, Alan, Alan. just the, for the whole time Alan. you're on it or something. All of a sudden it becomes a much <laughs> a much darker setup for a ride going into Alan Grant's psyche. But uh, I don't know. I could be into it. Just, just oh, over and over again, like echoes in the background. You bread rabbit. Yeah. Alan, Alan, yeah. Alan. <laughs> He like really yeah. screams Alan at the launch. Alan! Yeah, uh, scream. That could be fun. That, I heard one rumor that someone said that uh, there'll be like pteranodons or something attacking before the big launch. Oh, which, nice. you know, I haven't heard like that anything personally. I just saw someone reporting on that. And uh, this coaster does butt up against, right up against pteranodon flyers at Camp Jurassic. And they'll mm. be adding like new rock work and um, new electric fences to kind of tie, like not not some, like it's going to connect the two areas, but not in a way that guests can access them. But so when you see one from the other, it looks like it matches. Um, so it would be interesting if like one of the pteranodons from pteranodon flyers has escaped into the raptor experience area and they're <laughs> yeah. letting the raptors out to take it down <laughs> and like that's the plot of the ride somehow <laughs> that could be quite fun yeah um i guess the only thing left to kind of think about when it comes to this ride is i mean what well maybe two things one they haven't actually officially announced it right i mean they haven't even oh my god yeah have they even acknowledged even that they're doing they it? have they have acknowledged it on the blog in December. They were doing a um, here's what to look forward to in 2020. Um, and there was one sentence rumblings happening or what? Yeah, I think it was rumblings happening in Jurassic Park at Islands of Adventure. It's like things to look forward to rumblings. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Every single walkway is covered by work walls. Rumblings. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> They're yeah. putting in giant coaster footers. Rumblings. <laughs> <laughs> Because the, the 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 gap between them kind of having a oh, like naming the Hagrid coaster and, and talking about it a bit more openly to mm. it actually opening, there was quite a brief window there, right? Like we knew, I think you know they'd announced a fair way further back than that that they were doing something, um, but then between then and them starting to talk more openly about it, it was quite a long time. Right, um, but at least with that anticipate- one. At, at least with that one, they they had to tear down a roller coaster and close it. This one, they sure. didn't close anything, so they didn't ha- they didn't feel like a need to mm. tell us they were doing something. At least we knew like they're tearing down. Uh, they like we're tearing down Dragon Challenge. We're building a new Harry Potter coaster, and it's like mm. oh cool. And then nothing for two years. <laughs> like this, yeah. it's just nothing. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I guess there's no track on site or anything. So. Uh, do you anticipate them waiting until they start going like vertical before they? announce what it is and when we might expect it i feel like we're gonna see a third of the track layout show up like actually be installed before they announce it uh just (laughs) so they have pictures that they can put in the post um but the track is being staged over where they're building epic universe like you can go look at the track it's just sitting in a field right now it's all black it looks really nice they have the evacuation stairs all the supports all the track lots of pretty track <laughs> um but yeah it's gonna be hard to ignore the questions once it starts actually looking like a roller coaster mm. and uh again based on your video you reckon that it'll be ready probably in time for 
uh, Jurassic World 3, which they have now named, and I can't remember what it's called. I saw that Dominion. the other day. Dominion. Dominion, that's it. Uh, yeah, kind of uninspired. But anyway, yeah, uh, that's what, June of next year, 2021? So yes, yes. It's the anniversary of the original movie coming out, I believe. I, I oh. think that's the day that it came out. Um, yeah, the, the permits for construction run through spring of 2021. So construction either has to be done by then or they have to get extensions or re-permit it. So all indications are it should be done by spring. doesn't mean it'll be open because they'll have to do testing and any kind of special effects or animatronics that they want to add might need more time, um, especially with coasters at Universal. They want to test for, you know, thousands of hours before they even put people into it. Um, so yeah, it should be ready to ride by the summer and that's when the movie comes out. Great. Cool. Um, so I guess that means for 2020, at least the only thing, uh, we have to look forward to in terms of new stuff at Universal is that Bourne show, right? Would that be? Yeah. Which is supposed to open like next week, but at the last minute, like they were on the today show showing behind the scenes footage and talking about the Bourne Stuntacular. That was supposed to be when they announced the date of when this thing was supposed to open March 12th. And I guess at the last minute, some executives like wrote it, watched the show and went, this looks amazing, but everything you have in the actor's mouth sounds dumb. Could you please change it? <laughs> so at least that's the rumor anyway, that it's so cheesy or is so like not good that they had to rewrite the show. But while right. using all of the same set pieces, explosions, special effects, and everything else, so all they're going to do is they're going to have to redub all the actor lines. Uh, so that might take an extra month. So now we're looking at like April tenth ish for the mm. real opening. Um, this uh, this is all the show that was supposed to be open in the last fall, like yeah. it already got postponed. But I think part of that was like let's take our time with this so that we can open uh, a thing, one thing every year. Um, because the Jurassic Coaster was originally supposed to open 2020. And part of it was that they realized the ground is too soft and it was going to take a lot longer to build the supports. So they're like, let's just push that off to here, push this off to here. Everything gets pushed off. Um, and then, but we still don't know what 2022 might hold. Uh, maybe a Volcano Bay expansion. And they're like, that counts. That's a new thing. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then the, co the, then the whole new theme park opens in 23. Well, uh, Plenty of stuff to look forward to then. I think that'll just about do it. Thanks very much for coming on again. Much appreciated. Uh, before I let you go, um, I'm sure people that, you know, care enough about theme parks to listen to me talk about them probably already know where they can find you. But uh, in case they don't, um, where can they find you in terms of your blog, podcast, Twitter page, etc.? cetera? Uh, on YouTube, it's Theme Park Stop by alicia stella on twitter i'm just alicia stella all one word and the website is orlandoparkstop.com because i just talk about orlando on the website pretty much and then the podcast is the park stop podcast wherever fine podcasts can be listened to Well, thank you to past version of myself and, of course, to Alicia Stella uh, for the chat, for the insight about the future of Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's a very uh, interesting listen. certainly was, Josh. <laughs> uh, she provided all her sort of Twitter and YouTube details 
at the end there so do make sure you look her up i would imagine anyone who cares enough about theme parks to listen to us talk about them yeah uh, probably already knows where to find uh, alicia and her podcast and youtube channel and blog uh but hey you never know there might be people yeah. out there who don't always worth you know getting getting on board with that and reading what she writes and uh, listen to what she uh, says Absolutely. Uh, that's going to do it for this week. For us, Josh, it's been, well, well, for you at least, <laughs> a pretty easy episode this <sighs> week. Sit back yeah. and relax. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, uh, in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at Parkrush Podcast. You can email us, podcast at parkrush.com. Uh, we'd genuinely be interested in feedback on the interview as we hadn't uh, done one in that fashion before. Uh, you can find every episode we've got at parkrush.com or on your preferred podcasting app. Until next week, take it easy. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.